Hear now this reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Great is the mystery of the incarnation. In the year 2013, I started taking banjo lessons. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here. This may be the first Christmas Eve sermon you've ever heard that starts off with that sentence, and probably the last. But what says Christmas like the banjo? So I started taking banjo lessons about nine years ago. And about this time of year, right after Thanksgiving, my teacher and I have a little ritual. We set aside all the pieces I've been working on, and we just play Christmas carols for about three weeks of lessons. And usually during the season of Advent, the four weeks leading up to Christmas, I really look forward to my banjo lessons and I love practicing because the Christmas carols are easy to play and they sound lovely and my family actually enjoys hearing me practice. But I didn't do a lot of that this year. There are a lot of ways that this season of Advent has been different for me. I've felt sort of out of sorts, kind of funky, and not in a good way, if you know what I mean. It's like 
sometimes in the season of Advent, things just fit together and, and clunk into place and I am ready and I'm in the spirit and I'm spiritually prepared for this moment on Christmas Eve when we hear the story of Jesus' birth and I, I let it sink into my spirit. But this year has felt more chaotic. I have felt more distracted with lots of things going on. Some of you who are regular worshipers in the congregation know I've been having some health issues lately, nothing too serious, but I've just spent a lot more time in doctor's offices this month than I have all year. And it's been distracting for me. A couple of months ago, one of our associate pastors, Brandon Baxter, got moved to another church, which is a really wonderful thing for him and for that congregation, but, but the rest of us have kind of been scrambling to keep up the work, and we've been interviewing people, and last week we interviewed four people, and my mind has been engaged with all of that. And then we're looking ahead to next year, which is our church's 150th anniversary, and we're planning all these celebrations and kickoffs in January, and I've been caught up in that and distracted by all of that. And I just don't feel ready. I just don't feel prepared for Christmas. And I don't just mean I didn't send Christmas cards this year because I didn't. But I also mean spiritually. I just haven't yet arrived at that place where I can be still and welcome in all of its fullness the good news of Jesus' birth and God's unconditional love and grace for me and for all the world. And add on top of that all of the snow and ice that came into our community on Thursday night. And we spent half the day Friday scrambling around trying to decide, oh, what do we do about Christmas Eve services? Should we do it? I don't know. And then we settled it. It's going to be fine. The parking lot will be cleared. All is well. We woke up this morning to rolling blackouts. And we thought, okay, what are we going to do if the power goes out while one of the children is reading scripture? Okay, Emily's got a megaphone. She's our youth director. Let's go get them, you know, all of this scrambling around and... I'm just scattered and I'm not ready. And I wonder if some of you are feeling that way too. I know lots of folks in our congregation who are going through seasons in their lives right now that it's hard to focus on Advent and Christmas. Some are in the middle of a job change, leaving one job and going to another and all of the stress that that entails. Some are gathering around the table at Christmas knowing there's an empty chair at the table and grieving the loss of a dear loved one and not being able to feel very celebratory. Others I know are awaiting test results from a doctor and they have to wait until after Christmas. And how must that kind of waiting cloud your ability to prepare and be ready for the good news of Jesus' birth. And we look around at our world and all that's happening and we know, sure enough, our world isn't ready to hear the news of peace on earth, goodwill to all people. I don't know, do you feel ready? Because here we are. It's 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve. In one hour, it'll be Christmas Day. Are you ready? Or not? Well, ready or not, there is good news for us tonight. There is good news for me, and there's good news for you. 
There's good news for those of you who are joining us over live stream. There's good news for the world that's going by. Ready or not, regardless of the state that we are in, God comes anyway. God is already with us in all of the messiness, in all of the waiting, in all of the stress, in all of the not readiness. God is already with us. And if we are feeling unprepared and not ready and not in, not, we haven't prepared well enough, we haven't gotten ourselves ready with all the spiritual disciplines and all of that, and we're in good company. We've heard the Christmas story tonight. And all of the people who were in and around that night that Jesus was born, and I don't think any of them were ready. We hear first of Emperor Caesar Augustus. He wasn't ready. He wasn't paying attention. He didn't even know Jesus was born, wasn't threatened by him, wasn't, he was thousands of miles away. He was moving people around like chess pieces so he could count them and tax them. So distracted by his own power, he missed the birth of the Son of God. Joseph and Mary, of all people in the Christmas story, should have been prepared. They had each been spoken to by an angel who had explained to them in different ways at different times that this child in Mary's womb was the Son of God, a gift of the Holy Spirit, and he was the Messiah that the Jews had been waiting for for generations. They knew that. And in some ways, they were prepared, but here they find themselves in the middle of the bustling city of Bethlehem with all of these other people who were going there for the census and they can't find a place to stay. And here Joseph, who I'm sure feels responsible for protecting Mary and protecting this child who's about to come into the world and doing everything he can to care for them is helpless and at the mercy of the hospitality of others. And he finds himself helping her give birth in the midst of animals with no family around to help. And Mary... I always think of Mary as one who's serene and at peace and of all people ready and able to welcome Christ into the world. And perhaps she was. We know by the end of this story she's pondering all of these things in the stillness of her heart. But I wonder if when she and Joseph were wandering the streets of Bethlehem and she's having contractions and they're wondering if they're going to find a place to stay, if she said, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then there were the shepherds hanging out on the hillside at night, doing their job, doing their thing. Some of them maybe sleeping a little bit. If they even thought about the coming of the Messiah, it probably never crossed their mind that would happen in their lifetimes or that they would be included in the birth announcement. They weren't ready. They didn't expect anything. And yet, to each one of these, God comes. God becomes a little baby in the middle of a chaotic night in a busy city to parents who are at the mercy of the hospitality of others far from home, far out of control of their circumstances. 
to shepherds who would never in their wildest dreams have imagined an angel in their presence, drawing them to see the Messiah who's lying in a feeding trough. My friends, I don't think any of us is ever ready for this good news. And that's okay. No matter what state you or I were in when we came through these doors tonight, stressed out, grieving, confused, joyful, at peace, resentful, whatever our state of mind and state of heart, God has come to each and every one of us, offering God's very self with unconditional love and grace and light and peace, proclaiming that peace not only for you and me, but for all the world, peace on earth to the world just as it is this very night. So we don't have to be ready or perfect or have observed Advent in all the right ways in order to feel God's presence or in order to receive the gift of God's love. In fact, we don't even have to feel it in this moment to have already been given it. I guess the invitation for you and for me is simply to trust that it's true. That God's love is for us and for all the world. That God looks upon us with favor. And whether we are experiencing the peace or just longing for it, God is in the peace and in the longing. And a child has been born for you and for me and for all the world. May we have eyes to see the God who is present to us in the waiting room at the doctor's office, at the dinner table next to the empty chair, in the office as we pack it up and move to another place, in those broken places in our lives where we feel unworthy. May we have eyes to see and hearts to believe that God is with us. Thanks be to God.